You're listening to Super Yacht Radio. Welcome to Super Yacht Radio and welcome to one of our favourite friends, Ken Hickling. Hello guys. Hi Ken. Season's greetings. Season's greetings. Tis the season it, to be jolly. It is truly the season. Happy Christmas. You're looking yes, happy great, Christmas Ken. And happy anything else, you know, because there's, there's happy more Hanukkah. and more... Yeah, happy Hanukkah. There isn't uh, Americans do Kwanzaa as well, don't they? There's all sorts of things. There's happy a, everything. It's a convergence of many festivals. Uh, can I say a lot of? I've noticed quite a bit coming up on social media of happy end of 2020. May oh, 2021 yes. yeah. be better. Yeah. And, and, and big sympathy for for Hindu people who had to go through Diwali in the UK stuck in lockdown. That was a real Ooh. dump, you know, d- dump on them. And I, I think earlier in the year, Eid was similarly affected. So. Yeah, COVID has been cramping down on everybody's annual festivities. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I think we're, everyone would be glad to see the back of 2020. And uh, good, good, well done to William Shakespeare. Because? Because yeah. he was the first guy to get the COVID shot in the UK. William Shakespeare. That was his mm-hmm. name. I kid you not. 81 year old. 81? 90 years old, forgive me. And Margaret Keenan in the north of Ireland first woman. Fantastic. You know what she said when the, the reporters asked, why did you get it? You know, what, what inspired you to go forward? And she replied with, I'm ah, sure it's free, isn't it? <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm uh, what is the word? I'm, I'm impatiently waiting patiently. If that's the right thing. I'm very keen to have eagerly, a jab. I think everybody, everybody will want the jab. I actually want the AstraZeneca one if I can have a preference. Um, just because uh, it seems um, not, not not so much because it's Oxford and homegrown and all the rest of it, but it, it, there's a lot less infrastructure around it. You know, you can mm. keep it in the fridge rather than the super deep freeze, um, and uh, therefore it's uh, you know I think just it's um, it's nice to have choices. Yep. But yeah, I'm a Pfizer guy myself. It's a whole new frontier, the mRNA. Uh, it's a whole new way opening a new. F- frontier of, of fighting viruses and bacteria, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So I very think, cool. Yeah, very cool I indeed. Put myself on the line on that one and go Pfizer if I can. So if I could bring us back from 2020 and the new potentials from 2021, Ken has joined us here today because Ken, as many of you know, is also one of the founders and very much involved in Superyacht Charities. And yes, as it is the season of charity and this from what I can see globally has been a very tough year for most charities because fundraisers for not happening and because of many people having a much tougher year than they normally would have. Um, when we actually last talked to you, Ken, you, you actually were one of my um, kind of little shining stars at the start of lockdown in Spain because you were <laughs> very knowledgeable and He's gave some very, very solid man. advice, but Supio Charities at that stage were kind of trying to decide what they were going to do the rest of the year. And you guys ended up kind of taking something of a lateral path last year to try and keep things rolling, didn't you? Yes, yes indeed. Uh, just like a lot of businesses, um, what was the phrase that was hugely in currency in, in May was you had to pivot. Um, and so we pivoted. So, so historically, um, many people with uh, profound hangovers will recall that we uh, do a lot of our fundraising through uh, events. 
Um, so um, for, for many years, we've been having a black tie uh, ball in Southampton, where we typically raise about, about £70,000. Um, and then uh, more recently, we started a seafarer's supper in Palmer, concurrent with the Palmer Superyacht Show. Um, and we, again, we raised about €25,000 there. Um, and money from those events um, goes to nominated charities, which we, um, you know, which we present to the people at the event so they know where the money is going. Um, and, uh, and we've been supporting a variety of different charities. They're all small charities that have difficulty doing their own fundraising, and that's, that's where we step in. And they're all connected with our super yachting industry in some way. They're not collecting any grant, and they don't have lots of paid staff. So it really is small charities, people like Oxfam uh, and, and so on. Um, cancer research, they wouldn't qualify for our criteria. Um, not least of which because they don't have a real connection with our yachting world. So um, we we were staring uh, across the summer down at a very relatively empty bank account thinking we haven't got much money to give away to anybody. We maintain an action fund um, so we can give uh, re really quite small sums of money to, to uh, particularly pressing needs, which includes, uh, worth noting, you know, crew who might have um, problems, issues, and the classic one being they haven't got the right amount of insurance, they maybe have a, an accident when they're off duty uh, and the owner's insurance isn't covering for repatriation or whatever, but we have an action fund that's there to help. Um, and so we always, uh, we always take a small portion of the event money and we put it in to our action fund. And our action fund was also looking quite slim as well because we paid money out um, to help uh, people on uh, uh, Virgin uh, Virgin Gorda, who had communication problems, Servon were putting some communication in there. We gave some money to the Rona Sailing Trust, um, the Antibes and Saint Tropez lifeboats. So we, so we were saying, well, I haven't got much money. And, of course, in lockdown, uh, fundraising for charities generally was taking a hit. People were uh, unsure how long this was all going to last, and they were, the money that they were spending um, was being cut back because they weren't sure how long they would be paid for under furlough schemes or not paid for under furlough schemes in some cases and have to rely on their savings. So charities were really feeling the hit. Uh, and it was in the, um, in the midsummer where we were having one of our, our trustees meeting and um, we, uh, Glenn Taylor, our treasurer, said, we, we just need to do something different. We can't have an event. We need to do something different. And he said, he said, let's do something difficult. And we used to do this. We used to hang out for 24 hours on a life raft and go for cycle rides and all sorts of other things to raise funds. Um, and we said, let's do something difficult. And uh, we came up uh, between us with the idea that we should cover the distance between the two events that were cancelled, which is um, nearly nearly 1,200 miles. So we, we worked out that if we ran virtually to Dover, rode across the channel and from Barcelona to Parma, and then cycled through the mainland of Europe, that would be a really tough challenge. And we said we will do it as a team of 12, and we will do it with uh, three people at any one time um, doing their stint for an hour. And we'll see how quickly. That, that? As, a, as a relay thing? Effectively as a relay, but it was a virtual relay. So, yeah. so we were doing it in our homes, um, uh, quite a few of us. Um, uh, we had the wonderful support of Jim Marine, who was our event sponsor. And they, uh, they said, because I rang up uh, Ed um, Thomas and I said, Ed, uh, we're going to do this uh, at our homes and um, not everybody has got a rowing machine or, or a treadmill. And obviously you can do the running out on the road uh, and you can even do cycling out on the road. But again, not everybody's got a bike, um, but certainly not everybody's got a rowing machine or a cycling machine or a treadmill. And I said, can you get us this equipment? And he said, well, actually, this kind of equipment has been selling out because everybody's stuck at home. Um, it's going to be rather difficult. And then he said, well, why don't you come and do it at our 
Bath headquarters on our showroom equipment in our showroom. And we said, yeah. So quite a few of us uh, piled down there on the allotted day, which was in September. We live streamed the whole thing on Facebook so people could see us doing the work. So, you know, you could log on at two o'clock in the morning and see people cycling and rowing and all the rest of it. Um, and uh, we, we managed to do all the distance in 30 hours and 15 minutes, which is the current Amazing. record time. So, yeah, it, it, and, and it's a challenge. Um, and the challenge is... Um, to say to people, uh, can you be our time? We raised £14,000. Um, we, we already had some fantastic generosity from people who had bought tickets who were, or were even sponsors of the Southampton Ball who had said, this is out of last year's budget, keep the money. Mm. Now, not every company was in, in, a, in a position to do that, but those who were, they did. They're very generous. So we had about 14,000 added uh, to the, from the, from the uh, event tickets and sponsorship money. And we added that to the 14,000 that we raised doing the seven seas challenge, which is what we called it. Um, and then we, um, uh, we added in a couple of, a couple of grand from our action fund. And we said, here's 30 grand. We will split it between the four charities that we would have supported in Palmer and Southampton. So we, um, uh, I, ju I just got an email back from Fundacion uh, uh, Shambhala, which is uh, the Palmer charity. Uh, I was speaking to Nick Entwistle uh, a little while ago um, uh, from Yachting Gives Back. So those are the two Palmer charities. They've expanded their operation recently, haven't they? I, I believe they have. They, yeah. they, they, they sort of hunkered down. Fundacion Shambhala seems to be struggling a little, so they were very, very pleased to hear from us. Um, yachting gives back uh, is is doing well because because yachting's actually doing quite well at the moment. It's mm -hmm. less affected by COVID, um, so so they they seem to have uh, lots of crew helping them out, um, and uh, uh, you know they're they're very well connected with um, a, a big Facebook page, Yacht Crew Palmer, who very kindly gave us um, the ability to access their uh, readers or viewers or whatever you call people in a, a Facebook group. Um, and then we also have given money to um, uh, Team Endeavour Racing, who rehabilitate ex-servicemen uh, and women through powerboat racing. Uh, they're actually going to go out and buy themselves a, um, a new, an additional, um, their, their small, I think it's class two powerboat race, uh, outboard powerboat race boats. Um, but it's going to be for an all-women team, and it's going to be bearing the Subia Charities logo. Um, and, and basically uh, that money has been able to make that possible. And the last one is Oceans of Hope, which takes people with uh, multiple sclerosis out and shows them they're actually still quite capable. Um, even though they have got a degenerative disease, there are things they're still quite capable for, which gives them more hope than respite. And, and apparently that is significant because it's, uh, it, it's your brain that drives uh, your ability to delay the onset of multiple sclerosis. So, uh, so we have been able to raise money, um, and what we're saying is that uh, this this is a challenge that we took to raise money, and we've been successful and raised the money, and we're distributing it. But actually, we now issue this challenge to all yacht crews, all yacht companies, and all groups of people in the yacht industry to get their team of twelve together and see if they can beat our time. In fact, we are posting a trophy and a prize um, for the team that has the fastest time, which we will announce at our ball on March 27th next year. We're assuming we can go ahead of it. We're all going to have our jabs. Um, we're going to have the ball in Southampton on March 27th. We're going to announce the winners of the um, Seven Seas Challenge, the people who post the fastest time. Um, and that, uh, 
that's that's going to be posted on our website uh, as a leaderboard. But the only way to get on our leaderboard is is, is not only to do the challenge, and you've got to do the challenge live stream so everybody can see I was you doing it. I going to say, you have to photograph that challenge too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, you, people have got to see it doing. But also, you have to also raise a minimum of £6,000 in order to qualify to have your time posted because it's not about the time, it's about the fundraising mm-hmm. because it's about creating the money to give to charities who are really struggling right now. Um, and, and we've said right from the start, uh, people say to us, oh, well done, look at you raising all this money. And we said, we, we are simply creating an opportunity for the, the good people in the superior industry to be the generous souls that they are. Um, and so it's everybody who comes together to create this, these fundraising things. And without all our participants, they just simply wouldn't happen and they wouldn't raise any money. Um, and so this is how we are creating the opportunity now. We are challenging yacht crews. We're challenging companies to get a team of 12 together um, and, uh, and take the challenge and see if um, you can beat our time. You never cease this to amaze me. This is continuing yeah. up until March. So you That's have right. enough time. You can have a team of 12. You can Five of time. Yeah, uh, do it if you have someone who's a super cyclist and someone who yeah. is not so much. Um, you so so I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who's not so much. I'm 57, um, so I'm the guy who's not so much. Um, You're and uh, young so, 57 again. Well, I, I, I'm younger now than I was because um, I tell you, it, it was about two months of training, um, gradually uh, getting getting myself up to exercise for the length of time to do my stint and then gradually working out how to put more distance into my stint. And then in the last couple of weeks, working out how to do more than one stint a day, because you know, you, we did one at, at one o'clock then we did a one at five o'clock and then at nine o'clock and then at one o'clock in the morning and then five o'clock in the morning and then nine o'clock in the morning. You know, it's just, it's relentless. It comes around. You can do it with a team of nine, but instead of 12, but it's, it's, it's three people at any one time exercising. So if you're doing a team of nine, you're only getting two hours off rather than three hours off between stints. It's, it's, I have to say um, to all the people listening out there, it is achievable. A bit of training is what it took. Um, and, uh, and we, yeah, we had a couple of people who, who are you know, proper fit people and you know, either did a lot of cycling or did a lot of running. Um, but, but most of us were you know, your average Joe. You know, there's, there's, there was... There's quite a few of us over 50, you know, and, and a lot of people over 40. So, you know, yacht crews being super fit should be able to absolutely beat this time. Well, um, even me with a much younger body than yours would find that uh, so funny. You're, you're, it's only younger because you've been in cryogenic stasis. <laughs> I think I've got 24 months off you. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. There's the cryogenic show. It's good. I, I, I have to say, I've also heard, you know, from um, Cogs for Cancer, because they were trying to figure how to do their event. They did actually manage the live event. Nine countries. But one of the things, not this year, but one of the things he was saying was actually for himself and a lot of the team, because of lockdown and because they're avid cyclists, actually, he's probably fitter than he normally would be. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know... It, it, time hasn't been quite the same used in the same way. And so for a lot of crew on board, actually this year has been peculiarly uh, a year that they've actually gotten fitter because they've had a bit more time because they've needed to, you know, exercise a bit more. So kind of perfect opportunity to use that fitness towards something really cool. Channel it. 
And I think also uh, crews that are, of yachts that are going uh, maybe into refit across the winter, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they, they should get in touch with us and say, you know, um, what do we need to do? How do we do it? And all the rest of it. You know, they don't have to ring us up and be ready to do it the next week. They, it's, it's a good idea for them to get in touch and we'll send them the entry form and, and explain to them how to do this. Um, but if, they, if they're going to be, you know, all off the boat in, in January or February or March, uh, early March. Um, there's plenty of time. You know, we, as I say, it's 30 hours. We started on a Friday and we finished on a Saturday. Um, and uh, and I would think, yeah, yachts that are going into refit or uh, um, having some kind of a, a sort of a winter layup of any sort, that would be great. Um, but companies too, um, it, uh, if you speak to your, your boss and say, um, let's let's get one or, one or two of our suppliers or one or two of our, our key customers together in our team um, and let's do it. Uh, we did it. Uh, we, we basically stopped work at Friday lunchtime, uh, and we were we were having dinner all together, um, uh, COVID distanced, of course, uh, on the Friday Saturday evening, and we we completed it. So it, it, it's it, the actual thing itself isn't a massive time imposition, but but no, it's no. worth getting, doing the training to get in shape. Geographically, you don't have to be in the same place either, which is well. No, that was the whole point. We designed it so that you could all do it at home. Um, you log all your distances onto Strava. You form a little Strava club, um, and so um, and, and we live streamed the thing as well. Because and, we, and it was great. People were sending messages. You know, one o'clock in the morning, we were, there was like three or four people still watching us. Going, <laughs> you go, it's great. You know, and it was like that was very sustaining. Um, it, it's good. And, and so I, yeah, absolutely uh, do it as a live stream on Facebook. That's a piece of cake to do. You basically set up a Zoom call and then you share that onto your onto your live stream. Um, so. Uh, that side of it worked, worked well. Um, and I also imagine kind of building up a bit of team spirit. I know you, you, you guys know each other very well, but you know there there must have been a bit of the team spirit thing feeling. Uh, absolutely, the whole absolutely right. I was, not just with I was raising the money. To, I was talking to one of my, our fellow um, uh, trustees, Kerry Pettit, um, uh, afterwards, and and he was he was on the stint after after hours, um, and so we would we would see him just about a quarter of an hour before we were due to finish. He'd come in, he'd get his water bottle in place. He'd put his towel on the thing. He'd get his, you know, you could see him getting ready. And um, because, and because we, we turned off the feed when we weren't doing anything. So we, we turn it, he'd turn it on and we'd see him. And then, you know, he, he'd wave to us and we'd be like sweating away. And then when we finished, we'd be waving to him. And, um, and then we'd go off and turn our feed off. And we were talking about it afterwards and saying it was, it was, it was really nice, even though we were in our own isolation. Um, but it was really nice to sort of see the other team members in the handovers. At any time, we could go on and look at them and you know wave at them and stuff. So it was it was a, a good team forming or team bonding, uh, somewhat cathartic sort of experience. Fantastic, yeah. and you know, having uh, our previous home in Mallorca, uh, I know the huge difference. Uh, extra help came from Shimbala. For those who don't know it, it's to help um, younger. Uh, people kind of get a, a foothold in life and Yachting Gives Back has been a massive contribution this year in particular in Mallorca of helping people with food and and actually they I mean they've they've covered so many bases of food and home supplies and, and duvets and um, it has made a massive impact in somewhere like Mallorca which although is a beautiful spot and many of us have visited um, it is actually about 20% of the population before this year were 
um, yeah. on the poverty line or below. Pre-COVID times. Um, yeah, so absolutely. It, it, no, there's, it's there's, not there's something that strikes everywhere. people, but actually there are a tremendous amount of people really in need just, in just New York. I mean, one thing that, that, and we don't think of it, I'm looking at the news the other day, and in America, and I, I know they're going through a particularly bad time with COVID, and you see the, the miles upon miles upon miles of cars queuing up just for food to yeah. food things. And, and these ardent, broken down, you know, um, wheels missing off the old Fiat's. These are middle class cars. These are, yeah. you know, um, decent looking cars. Families that you wouldn't think, wow, they're, they're actually having to queue up for five well, hours. There is a saying uh, that my wife often quotes, and she does does work with some local charities here. She says, "She says the, a lot of people are only one paycheck from the yeah. breadline." Yeah. And when COVID came along, particularly in America, but it's true in a lot of places um, it, where uh, yeah, there wasn't America. a furlough scheme. Yeah. And and people, the the pay the paycheck stopped. Um, you know, you can try to enroll on some kind of a government uh, scheme, but uh, in a lot of cases, it takes many weeks for that to kick in and it also depends on your government if your government offer a scheme do you know I, I, yeah. just yeah. moving but even if it's to... just unemployment benefits it can take uh, several weeks you know i mean now in the uk we have universal credit which which i think is fundamentally a sound scheme but it switches people from weekly to monthly in a heartbeat so you've now got to hold your breath for a month mm. how do you do that well the answer is you find yourself in a queue at a food bank because you know, if you haven't got any cash, you haven't got any cash. Yeah. And what, the, weird, the weird thing is, and I know people go, well, look at them. They've got a smartphone. It's like, you can't claim benefits unless you have a phone. Oh, that's true. You're required to have one. It's not, it's not some luxury thing to have a smartphone any longer. It's a requirement. Otherwise, you can't get your benefits. They, you, they don't have the means of contacting you. Um, it, you have to have the app or something. It's, it's, uh, yeah, so it, it, there, is, um, there is misfortune in a lot of places, hardship in loads of locations. And um, it's, uh, it, you know, it is, it is the season, you know, we, we uh, since Dickensian times, we have, we have understood, you know, whilst, whilst we're sitting down to a nice Christmas dinner, there's a lot of people who aren't. Um, and and we, we were just pleased that we could find a way um, in lockdown, in remote, um, in isolation to create a fundraising thing. Um, and we're, we're really hopeful that a number of uh, companies uh, in the yacht industry and crews and so on will, will come together and take the challenge. Well, when there's a will, well, there's family. Well, and there's, uh, can I just emphasize again, there's not a um, timestamp on this in the sense of uh, well, sometimes there's March. fundraisings just for Christmas. And it was one of the things we were talking of yesterday of it, it's great to see fundraisings for Christmas, but sometimes it's the rest of the year. So on this one, there's another three or four months till we... Well, at least three months until we hit March. Um, and there's a lot of crew on board at the moment who might not be going home for Christmas, which is tough in itself. But uh, there are ways to keep yourself busy and do something really good. Absolutely. So thank you. And the Southampton Bowl is at least penciled in with fingers crossed for March. Absolutely right. Um, all the indications are positive that we will be able to have the event. Um, the infection rates are all going down and right across Europe, but very specifically in Southampton as well. We're all getting injections. Um, we're, we're very hopeful that on the 27th of March, we will be able to have 
a normal event with a normal number of people, so that's around about 500 people, uh, rather than um, uh, a very much reduced number due to distancing. Um, we uh, are taking expressions of interest, but we're not making reservations at this stage. Mm-hmm. We're hoping with a little bit more certainty in January that we'll be able to start taking actual reservations uh, and move into a ticket sales thing. And the same thing will, will apply in Palmer. We'll be waiting to get a confirmation for the Palmer show date. Um, we have a fantastic uh, venue at the Can Eduardo restaurant. Um, Johnny's standing by to, uh, to help us there. Um, and, uh, and we also, as you know, uh, we don't stand still. So we've got plans for other events later in the year, as long as we can find people to help and, and have the energy uh, and uh, um, venues and, and local support to do these things. But yes, um, we believe that if we put on good, fun events, people come along and we can siphon a reasonable amount of money out of their wallets and into our uh, support funds and give it to the chat. Southampton, Southampton faces a, a, another challenge, of course, because it'll be post-Brexit. So will yes. we be able to fly in? Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, you will from Dublin, so that'll be fine. No, I think flying, flying in and out, it's not too difficult. I, I remember uh, when I was young, a friend of mine um, uh, wasn't, he wasn't British. I mean, he was British, but he, he only had an American passport. And so he would just, um, when, we, when we went to France, uh, he'd just go down to the, um, whether it was the post office or the embassy or whatever, and just get a visa, and, uh, and then we would go to France. It was just a, a little bit of paperwork. It's, you know, it's, uh, you I, I'm, not, I'm not keen on Brexit, but it, you know, the world will not end. Uh, we, we, will, we, will be allowed, we will be able to travel. And, we can go uh, via Donegal, north of Ireland, and sneak over to Scotland and... Hop a train yes. down or something. We'll find a there's way. Always, there's always ways. Well, and uh, I think everyone has said uh, this year in particular that um, how much they are looking forward to the possibility of a regular social interactions that they took for I'm granted scared. in the past. Know. It's going to take a bit of training to get back into that yeah. actual proper something to aim for come March. Yeah. So, Jen yes. Hickling, well, thank ready. you so much for joining us today. Yeah, uh, an absolute pleasure. We wish. Once again, thanks to you guys for all the support across the year, giving us a a chance to actually uh, tell people what we're doing. Uh, We did miss your. I have to say, we did miss your challenge because we were taking on the challenge of relocating children, dogs, and studio from Mallorca back to Dublin. You'll 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 be aware that there there are one or two other radio stations that that uh, aspire to the, the giddy heights that you guys have achieved. Uh, and we got support from them, um, so uh, so that was fine. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, you guys have been very helpful. Um, we absolutely know your heart's in the right place, and and we cherish the support that we get from you because it really helps us to get our message out to uh, particularly to, to yacht crews because um, sometimes they're quite hard to uh, to get a message to. It's not that they're not listening, but they're quite busy. Uh, and and you guys have a, a more of a direct direct line than some of the other channels we might be able to use. Thank you very much, Ken, and I wish you and the family. In the Hickling home, a very happy, safe, and uh, wonderful Christmas. Uh, well, let's hope for a fabulous New Year's for everybody. Yes. Wake up in January with a hangover and a feeling of hope. <laughs> Indeed. Stay well, stay safe. That was Ken Hickling from Subiot Charities.